This is episode 536 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, What to Do When You Have a Financial Emergency. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, have a great week lined up for you. Before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about some of the articles that were posted over on the Facebook group and some of the things that could be a little concerning or at least should be giving you a little bit of a heads up. So I saw, actually, I think I saw this on somebody else's feed or maybe I saw this on my RSS reader. I can't remember. There was an article from Reuters.com that says U.S. farmers face devastation following Midwest floods. And so I just wanted to, to share this a little bit with you. It says Midwestern farmers have been gambling. They could ride out the U.S.-China trade war by storing their corn and soybeans anywhere they could, in bins, plastic tubes, in barns, or even outside. Now the unthinkable has happened. Record floods have devastated a wide swath of the farm belt across Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, and several other states. Early estimates of lost crops and livestock are approaching 1 billion, that's with a B, in Nebraska alone. With more flooding expected, damages are expected to climb much higher for the region. So that's right there looking at dealing with the food, right? And food supply. And I'm not saying that food prices are going to, you know, get so bad that you're not going to be able to eat or anything like that. I'm just saying that that's a little bit of a heads up because if you're somebody who is maybe living paycheck to paycheck right now, not because you want to, not, you know, just because life has got you in that season in your life and you're trying to break out of that. But this is one of those things where food prices might be going a little bit higher. You might not enjoy the types of food that you've had before in the past because they might get a little bit more expensive. There's just a lot of craziness. You know, I was listening to John Haller on the way home from church on his prophecy update, and he was talking about the very same thing, but in South Central South Africa, in I guess it's a country, Kamawi or Maui, I guess I can't remember exactly. But they've had the same kind of situation where all their corn, and not necessarily their corn to sell, but their corn to be able to replant and things like that. So, you know, all these different things that are going on, and there's things going on all over the world, right? This craziness that's happening. There's, you know, that's one of the things that will affect. Now, we are blessed here in the United States. We have food that comes in from all over the place, but... If you have been paying attention, and I have talked about this before in the past, when you go to the grocery store, things are more expensive. Things are either they cost more or the packages have gotten smaller. So you think that you know you're paying the same, but when you really look into it, you know they've gotten actually smaller. I think some even some soup cans have started doing that. Campbell soup cans. I think I I've mentioned that before in the past. And so you know there's all these. These things, man, that, that can be going on. You look at Wall Street, and Wall Street is doing well, although there was a, you know some hiccups last week. But for the most part, everything has been going great, right, as far as Wall Street 
is, uh, you know, considers it. But the thing is, is that that is Wall Street. That is affecting, you know, the people that have the big players that have money to push around and stuff like that. People on Main Street are not really seeing any differences, man. Or at least we're seeing it, our purchasing power being eroded away and making decisions. And, you know, this is why I've been talking about lately. I think this is something that's very important is financial preparedness. And that's why I want to focus on this today. I'm actually going to be, I've been thinking about this so much that I'm planning on, I've done a video and I haven't released it yet, but I'm going to be doing a video and putting it on YouTube. I've talked about it on the podcast. I'm going to continue to talk about it on the podcast. I'm going to share some things out through email and different things like that, because I think this is something that as we look forward to the future, right? These are things that financial preparedness is something that we can put in place. Now, granted, I understand there is so much, only so much money that you know you can bring in from your job, but there's other things that you can do, right? There's other things that you can do to bring in some more money and you know, you could be facing, and the reason you want to do that is because you could be facing a financial emergency, right? So I'm going to share something with you towards the end of the podcast that I want to just, if you're listening to this on Monday or even early Tuesday, you can take advantage of it. But if you wind up listening to this podcast after Tuesday, and I think that is going to be May 26, uh, right? So if you listen to this podcast uh, or yeah, after May 26, you won't be able to take advantage of it. But I do want to share something that we have uh, that there is available for you. So our article of the podcast comes to us from theorganicprepper.com. And I love this one because Daisy is talking about her own experiences, right? And she's talking about how important uh, going through financial emergencies, you know, how that kind of even changed her life, right? And you can weather those financial emergencies. You might be going through one right now. You may be, it's possible you've already gone through one and maybe you have some experience or you might be going through one in the future, right? So how do we weather that? You know, being financially prepared is one of those things, just like we have you know, our food and our water and self-defense and first aid and all those types of things, we need to be financially prepared as well. And really, if you think about it, it's not that hard. You just need to put effort into it, just, just like you do everything else. So let's go ahead and jump into this article. It's Again, it's entitled, What to Do When You Have a Financial Emergency, coming to us from theorganicprepper.com. Have you ever had a sudden financial emergency? Maybe you lost your job, maybe your car broke down and requires an expensive repair. Maybe one of the family members has had a medical emergency with large out-of-pocket expenses. And guys, just that first that first or second paragraph right there grabs my attention because I've had a big financial uh, repair here just recently to our automobile. All right, continuing on. Whatever the reason, the steps you should take are basically the same. While I hope that you have an emergency fund to cushion the blow, even if you don't, there are things you can do. So begin a total spending freeze for a couple of days. Now, one of the biggest mistakes people make when faced with a shocking expense is to go on spending as though they still have the same budget. Perhaps they go and buy something to try and make themselves feel better. Maybe they just continue spending like they always did with hundreds of dollars going out for kids' activities, a vacation that had been planned before the emergency, dinners out, 
and shopping trips. Just stop. All right, so I'm going to go back and I want to revisit that because there's so much truth right there. If you find yourself in an emergency financial situation, those things need to stop. So, so many people, I and I've known people that have done this before, that they have, maybe they lost their job, but they had something planned, a, a vacation already planned, and they already had money set aside, and they go to this vacation. I'm like, can't you use that money to help you? You know, you're going to need that money. But, you know, they're their own people, and I'm only, you know, a person over here who thinks responsibly, right? The other thing, right, at the very beginning when she said, you might, perhaps you go buy something to try and make or they go uh, buy something to make themselves feel better. Man, I understand that, right? When you feel down in the dumps, when you feel like, man, just I, I, I need something, right? I can go and, uh, you know, people call it shopping therapy, whatever. So women might, you know, go and spend something, you know, some money, I don't know, on a dress or purse or shoes or whatever. Guys would go to, you know, a sporting goods store and, and buy something really that they don't need. The thing is, is that all of that kind of stuff, you need to go into a different mind frame, right? And you need to, to get ready to start buckling down. If you find yourself in a big financial emergency, you need to have that mind frame to be able to say, okay, I need to stop. And a lot of this has to do with responsibility. You know, I posted something on Instagram the other day with just a picture because I was thinking about this because like I told you, I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, just reflecting on this a lot. So many people are irresponsible with money. And you don't have a right to be irresponsible. I know that, okay, life is hard and I need a little getaway and whatever. No, man, you have a responsibility to yourself to pay those things that you need to take care of financially. You have a responsibility to your kids, to your spouse, to make sure that you handle things, to make sure that you have the necessities of life there in place. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. You need a few days to reassess your budget and see where you're at. You don't want to regret the expenditures you make right after a financial catastrophe. Put yourself on a complete spending freeze for the next few days while you assess the change in your financial situation. So here's some more tips for going on a spending freeze. Now guys, there's a lot of links here. So if you are in this situation or maybe you want a little bit more information, you can click over to the Organic Preppers article, right? I'm going to go ahead and put it in the show notes like always, but there's just... I just want to let you know there's a lot of links in here that will be worth checking out. All right, so the next thing here is don't sign anything right away. This is especially true if you lost your job. As much loyalty as you may have had to your company, they clearly don't feel the same sense of loyalty towards you. Many companies will try to get you to sign paperwork right away to quote-unquote settle the details. Trust me when I say these details will be skewed in their favor and not yours. You do not have to sign anything while sitting there, stunned at your sudden change in circumstances. It's vital that you take the time to read over everything carefully. Your severance package, your 401k, any accrued pension, and unemployment benefits will be at risk. So in some cases, you can negotiate this. Even though you're not sitting in the power seat, don't commit to any type of agreement while you're reeling, particularly if they try to coerce you into signing immediately. Regardless of what you may be told, any delay in your unemployment benefits or severance will be minimal. The same goes for an outrageous repair bill or other unexpected expense. Give yourself time to think things over and perhaps seek a second opinion before agreeing to spend thousands of dollars. Obviously, with some medical issues, time is of the essence 
and you may not be able to mull over decisions for several days. But when you can, take a bit of time to research your options before signing on someone else's dotted line. Next is create a budget for necessities. It's absolutely vital that you drop your expenditures to the bare minimum until you are able to get your situation handled. This may be another stream of income or a lump sum to cover the surprise expense. You need to take a look at where your money goes and base your new budget on the necessities. Although having a vehicle in each stall of the garage and an iPhone in the hand of every family member is nice, there are not necessities or necessary to sustaining life. So some necessities, of course, are going to be water, food, the ability to cook it, medicine and medical supplies if you need them, basic hygiene supplies are important, shelter, right, the roof over your head, and then, of course, all your utilities and sanitation, having some simple tools, seeds, and defense items. So those simple tools and seeds are just, or the simple tools are definitely things where you can do maybe some DIY repairs around your house if you need to, right? And uh, you know, coupled with YouTube, maybe you have a leaking faucet where in the past you would have called out a repairman. If those types of things are easy to fix. Even, even projects that would seem a little bit bigger, they, sometimes they're made really easy by looking at a video on YouTube. So having simple tools will definitely help. And then having some seeds, if you have a garden, to be able to, seeds aren't very expensive, but having uh, uh, seeds to be able to put down in a garden to be able to grow some vegetables would will come in very handy. Uh, but the seeds are not going to, and having a garden are not necessities, especially if you don't already have it. So absolutely everything above those basic necessities is a luxury. For some people, the necessities might be different. Personally, I need at least a basic internet to do my job and keep the money coming in. I don't live within walking distance of any place where I can sit and work and use someone else's internet. And if you consider that I'd need to buy a coffee each day to sit in Starbucks and work, paying for home internet is cheaper. You may have some kind of special circumstances too. So if you do, calculate it into your new budget. So by this definition, what luxuries do you have? Next is slash the luxury spending. Reduce your monthly payments by cutting frivolous expenses. Look at every single monthly payment that comes out of your bank account and slash relentlessly. Consider cutting the following, cable, cell phones, home phones, gym memberships, restaurant meals, unnecessary driving, entertainment such as trips to the movies, the skating rink, or the mall. It may not be a lot of fun, but it's absolutely necessary until your crisis is under control. And guys, those gym memberships, man, they really get you at the beginning of the year when you're, you know, wanting to set new resolutions and stuff like that. And then you wind up, you know, setting up a membership for a year and you go two or three months. And then in order to get out of it, you have to pay. A lot of the times there's this payment, you know, that you have to pay to get out. You know, you might have to pay a third of it up front or whatever to get out of it. If you're going to do that, if you're going to join a membership, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of places like if you're wanting to work out and get healthy there's a lot of things i know some of the teachers that i have worked with in the past have done boot camps where they just meet at a park and they're just using maybe the park uh you know exercise equipment or they're just doing you know exercises on their own sit-ups push-ups those types of things but if you do join a gym make sure it's one that you, or anything like that right Make sure that it's something that you can cancel without any penalties, that you can go month to month 
if you need to. And that way, if you find yourself in a financial situation, you can go ahead and cut those, cut that out, right? So, and that's not just gym membership, but that's anything where you do a membership like that, where you can, where you can cut out of it. And then if you are, if you've never looked at your utilities, now here in Texas, there is a website called powertochoose.org, right? .org. And you can go put in your zip code and you can look for cheaper prices of electricity. And in reality, the lines are all owned by Centerpoint, right? Or at least here in Texas, I don't know what it's like every, you know, other places, but it's owned by Texas. And so the electricity is just kind of, you know, they, it goes through their, you know, trading and all that kind of stuff. And so people have certain amounts of kilowatts that they can, uh, you know, that they sell or whatever. But anyway, you can find really cheap rates. I know uh, my neighbor at one point was paying. So Reliant Energy is the big one here in Houston, right? And if you didn't know any better, you would be paying outrageous amounts of money uh, every month for electricity. And that's what they were doing. They were, you know, kind of older. And I told them about this and they saved so much money. They were so grateful because they were able to get electricity. I mean, the electricity is not going to be any different coming into your home. It's just going to be at a different price. So you might have something like that around your, your home or around your city or state that you can look into a website with cheaper options like electricity or utilities and, and different things like that. Next is start looking for new streams of income. And guys, this is so huge. I've been talking about this for probably over a year now with my book, with my, my ebook, you know, the preparedness community's guide to a micro biz. And because this is, this is key right here, right? And so let me read this one right here. It says, again, start looking for new streams of income. You know, those people who tell you that it's easy to find a new job if you weren't such a snob, ignore them. The job market of today is not the job market of a decade ago. Jobs are few and far between, and good jobs are as elusive as a unicorn in Central Park. Folks who aren't seriously looking might find all sorts of things that look like wonderful opportunities online, but when closer scrutiny is applied, many of those jobs are scams or situations with horrible and unsafe working conditions. You may need to look at creating your own streams of income, like creating an online business, using your expertise from your job or former job to work as a consultant, doing various small jobs, create a home-based business with a low startup cost. Now's not the time to be making large investments. Use creative skills to make things to sell. Provide a service. Maybe you can cook or sew, repair things or build things. Lots of people can't and will be willing to pay someone who can. The more streams of income you can create, the more financially stable you'll become. This article and this article both have ideas for creating streams of income. Guys, I've been talking about this for so long. Again, like I said, the problem is a lot of the times we think of streams of income and we look at it as more work. So recently I was talking with someone, someone very close to me, who likes to write. And so I was suggesting you need to start your own website. You can start your own website. You can write, you know, the blog post that you write. You can turn them into eventually into an, uh, a book, you know, and that way you can feel like you're getting it out there. People are, you know, you know, you're getting some kind of traction as far as readership. And then when you create your ebook or your book and you put it out there, you already have an audience who would be interested in, in reading it, right? 
And so their thing back to me is like, Todd, we don't work as hard as you do. You're always working on the podcast and on the website and you got the church and all those types of things. And here's the, in the church really isn't a thing where I make money, but they just look at it as me as work, right? The thing is, is that for me, it's not just work, you know, it's fun. I like to do the podcast. I like to do the website. You know, are there times where there's challenges? Yeah. Are there times where I'm tired? Yeah. But the key to all of this is that you do something that you love. You do something that is interesting to you. So you come home and you start working on something, right? You start building something. You start creating something. And it's not necessarily work, you know. It's something fun that you're doing. And then you get the added benefit of making money off of it because you're selling it. All right, so the next thing is sell stuff. All that stuff you've been meaning to go through in the basement just might be the key to keeping a roof over your head. It's time to start an eBay account, have a yard sale, or get on Craigslist and start selling things that have just been sitting there for a while. Your trash might be another person's treasure. Instead of re-gifting those things in your attic, sell them so they can become someone else's clutter. You'd be surprised how much money you can make while decluttering your home. Next, rely on the things you have on hand. Instead of going out for a weekly shopping trip for food, rely on the groceries you already have on hand. This is what you've been prepping for after all. Use what you have to fill your needs as often as possible. Cook inexpensive meals and use stockpile ingredients. Instead of replacing something that is broken, try repairing it. So here's a cool cheapskate survival kit with some things to help you fix what's broken. Of course, every situation is different, but if you look for the upside, it can make things a whole lot more tolerable. Take job loss, for example. Although sudden unemployment can be terrifying, it can also be the start of something wonderful. When I lost my job in the automotive industry, I was devastated. As a single mom, how was I going to continue taking care of my two girls with no income, especially when one of them was about to start college? Instead of being a bad thing, it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. I was able to take the writing I'd been dabbling in for years from a hobby to a full-time job. I made a conscious decision not to search for another job, but to follow my dreams of being a writer and editor. Maybe I succeeded because it was do or die time. There was no options but to make it work. I began writing for other websites. I started my own website and I began outlining books. As it turned out, that shocking, unceremonious discussion in the manager's office was the best thing that ever happened to me. As it turned out, that shocking, unceremonious discussion in the manager's office was a turning point in my life. I've read many success stories that began the same way. Sometimes what seems like an ending can actually be a new beginning. A health crisis may not seem like a positive, but if it encourages a loved one to turn over a new leaf and live a healthier lifestyle, or improves their current situation, it can have some positive benefits. If your car breaks down, well, okay, not everything can be painted in a positive light, but your attitude is everything. If you can manage to keep your sense of humor and your positivity intact, you'll survive much more easily when someone who crumbles at the first sign of financial emergency. So there's a question here. Have you ever had a sudden financial emergency? What happened? How did you deal with the crisis? Did it turn out to have a silver lining? And so in the comments, there's a couple of comments here that I think are really great. I think you should look at things that people did. You know, one person was making, and they're a little bit older, right? Was making $60,000 a year and then was out of work for three years, finally able to make 
or get a job only making eight dollars an hour so when you know daisy's talking about people who are having a hard time finding a job where the job market isn't what everyone says it is i i completely believe that because i know people in that situation just like the person that left the comment in on this article i know people in that situation that they can't find a job with a living wage right so but that's still it's like hey you need to do something to make sure that you are able to bring in that money so even if it's working as a cashier at a grocery store or you're stocking cans or whatever you're doing get out there get doing something you know you might find that you take a job somewhere else and because of you even if you might be older right and because of your job because of your age and the wisdom you might be able to move into other positions just taking that entry position because you have wisdom that and common sense right that a lot of people don't and so i just uh i would tell you to ch take a look at this this comment section because there's some good stuff here and stories of people that have gone through some of these financial emergencies that you know we can always learn from them well guys i told you i was going to share uh you know an opportunity with you i have been partnering with ultimate bundles now Ultimate Bundles, what they do is they put together all kinds of resources in certain topics, right? So they've done it with herbs and essential oils, and right now they're doing it with finances. And I've been kind of following them. Now, they do a bunch of bundles for a bunch of different things. I don't latch on to all of them. I look at the ones that I think that are beneficial to the people that you know come to Prepper website and listen to the podcast, and then I share those out. I also purchase them ahead of time because I get that opportunity because I'm an affiliate. I get that opportunity to purchase them, take a look at them and see if it's worth it. Like, you know that if it's not worth it, I'm not going to share it with you. I have, a, you know, many opportunities to share things that I could push off on other people to make a quick buck. And I, and I definitely don't do that. But even before this ultimate bundle comes out, they have been sharing things, right? So last week it was an ebook that you could download for free. You don't need to buy the bundle. You don't need to do any of that. You give them your email, you get the ebook, right? If you don't like the emails, you just unsubscribe. Now for Monday and Tuesday, like I was mentioning before at the beginning of this podcast, they have a free webinar. The webinar is called Stress-Free Financial Blueprint. And in the webinar, it's and the cool thing about it is that when you do webinars, like I wanted to sign up for a webinar the other day, and I guess everybody who signs up for the, this guy's webinar must just not have a job because they were all during the day. Well, I mean, I work during the day. I can't do that. But they're offering three different ones, right? During the day, like one at, um, on Monday at 11 a.m., one at 4 p.m. on Tuesday, and one at 8 p.m., and that's Eastern time, right? And so you have these different options. And so the webinar is free. You give them your email to register if you've never done that before. So you give them your email and then you get a link to the webinar. And when it's time to, to go into the webinar, you go and then you listen to the, you know, to, to the information that they're sharing. So some of the things that they're going to be talking about is how to capture a clear picture of your financial situation, set a motivating goal for your family's financial future, get on the same page with your spouse, like ask them to attend with you if you can, learn about tools to organize your records and track your spending, discover why most people fail at budgeting and how to make it work for you, and start planning for and working towards an awesome financial future. So those are the things that will be covered in this webinar and it's free. 
And so again, you give them your email, right? You get the link and then you, you check out the, uh, you know, you check out the webinar and you kind of go from there. And if there's any other, you know, what they're going to do, I'm going to be very honest with you after the webinar, they're going to offer you the bundle and they're going to, you know, at the very beginning, because the bundle goes on sale on Wednesday and at the very beginning, there's some extra bonuses. So they're going to offer you the bundle and I'm telling you it is worth it. At least I think so. There's some things in there that I really like. In fact, there are some things on building your own micro biz. Well, they call it like a side hustle. I call it a micro biz, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. And uh, one resource that I thought was really, really great. I wish I would have thought about it or I wish I would have thought of it. Uh, one to just kind of get you to focus where you're, you're going on all of that. And I, I thought it was great. But there's e-courses, there's videos there's uh, ebooks that you can download in PDF, and there's there's just all kinds of stuff, man. So, um, but don't even worry about that. You don't even have to worry about purchasing the bundle. What you're going to do is you want to look at that webinar. And again, like I said, it's only going to be available till Tuesday the 26th. You know, the last one is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, and that's the last one that you can sign up for but it's worth it. It's free. And so if you find yourself in this financial situation, you need a little bit of free help and you know, you can get some ideas here. Even if you get one idea, I, I consider that a very positive thing, right? If you get one idea from the podcast that, you know, every single day, just one little thing, or you get one thing from an article that you read or one thing from a webinar or whatever, that's able to help you then it's worth it, especially when you're talking about finances. So I hope you will take advantage of that. It's going to be in the show notes and you can link to it and register and go from there. Well, guys, that is it for episode 535 or 536. How about that? Hey, don't forget, like always, I'm going to link to this article from The Organic Prepper, Daisy's article. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can easily go over there, click on it, and you can you know, click on all the other links and all the other helpful information that Daisy is providing for you there. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. If you're new to the podcast, uh, when we are on all the podcast networks, so you can go over to iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or any of the other podcast networks and you can subscribe for the podcast. We'd love to have you every single day. We do this five times a week. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes, especially our Facebook group. I'd love to have you over there. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.